You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Hello. Oh my goodness. I don't think I've... I'm just, I'm really looking forward to this podcast and we are going to get into it pretty much right away. But just to give you a little background, um, we have John Edwards, who is a unbelievable medium. Like if you grew up watching Crossing Over with John Edwards. Crossing Over with John Edwards. It was so, it was such a part of my like growing up, like I remember the music. I remember the vibe. It was like this beautiful, like blue, like undertone. Like, I don't even know. And and it was, it was a space where I just felt like comfortable. And I just think it's so cool that it's coming full circle. And we get to speak to him like as a, as a human being, as a person getting to know him and like how he started. Uh, and because we have so much connection to this space and like what we deal with, um, just, I'm looking forward to hearing like what he has to say. Yeah. So John Edwards show came out right around the same time that my grandfather's passing happened mm-hmm. and my dad watched it. And my grandmother watched it and we tried to get my grandmother onto the show, uh, so many times. Um, so when he reached out to you on TikTok. I'm like, oh my God, we need to get oh, this man. Oh, he didn't reach out. He commented, he commented on And us. then I was a stalker and I was like, I'm going to DM him like, on my Instagram. How does this thing happen? <laughs> we get a chance to talk to John Edwards. Yeah, and, he was so uh, cool about it too. Anyways, let's get right into it because I have uh, a feeling this is going to be one of my favorite episodes. I also have a feeling this is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. I don't think I've ever been this excited for a podcast. We have John Edwards. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Can we just take a small second to note how like, look at the background. It's such a vibe back there. It is a vibe, right? It is such a vibe. I love that. I want to be over there. I I do this. I always, I always do this even when I'm not going to be on camera because I want to create the energy if I'm going to be reading, like I want to like set a mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been like that since I was a kid. And the reason why is I was afraid of the dark. So as a child being afraid of the dark, my uncle, my mom's you know, younger brother said, we, we, you gotta, you gotta honor the kid's fear 
Like, don't be throwing them into the room in the dark. What if, you know, what if there's like actual stuff that's really freaking him out? Right. He had the 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 foresight, let's say, yeah. to go. Let's, Spoiler let's, alert. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's kind of like work with that. So he was like my cool hippie uncle, and um, he brought me a blue light bulb, and he goes, "We're gonna create ambiance." And I remember as a kid going, "Ambiance." I didn't know what the word was, but I was like, "It sounds cool." So you know, here I here I was, probably second or third grade. And he popped a blue light bulb and it changed my life Mm. because I was able to sleep at night because I could see. So when kids are fearful at night about, you know, the dark, I'm always the advocate for, no, get them a Mm -hmm. nightlight. Like, don't worry about the, you know, pitch blackness. They have to go to bed. It's got to be dark. So, yeah. So I kind of carried that over. And then when COVID happened and I started doing Zoom, Zoom groups and things of that nature, some of them would go a little bit longer. Like yeah. they, you know, they weren't 90 minute sessions. Some of them went four or five hours at times. And I felt like I needed to give people something at least to look at besides me. So I, <laughs> I our son a, loves the, um, he has like a galaxy light that's blue and Cosmos, purple. Right? Loves yeah. that. Absolutely loves it. So this is perfect. What a special uncle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He, was very, he was definitely influential for me as a kid. Like he had these, amazing conversations where he would talk about energy and he would talk about books like Watership Down. And it was definitely like my mom open to the psychic subject matter, always went for readings. Mm -hmm. He had married somebody who was a card reader. Like, so it was very much part of my world growing up, even though I didn't think any of it was real. Okay. Ain't that weird. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Well, we're, we, I got a lot of questions about your early childhood uh, experience in this space, but uh, can we just share with the world where you're at right now, what you're doing right now? Like everybody knows what the, you did, but I feel like right. I think people are interested in what you're currently doing because the world has changed since mm-hmm. you said it was since COVID has happened, and uh, so yeah, everyone loved to know. My my world's adapted like everybody else, where I'm still a believer that there's an ongoing pandemic. I'm one of the few people that kind of thinks that, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, guys, just mitigate as best as you possibly can while you're mm-hmm. out there. But part of that is how do we kind of adjust to the world that we're living in? My adjustment was I switched to doing a lot of Zoom work. So I do a lot of virtual work. And I launched a platform called EvolvePlus.tv. And I have my own channel on EvolvePlus.tv. And then there's a channel that's called The Orbit, where like astrologers and numerologists, like numerologists do podcasts and put information. And there's a channel called What's Cooking. And there's a channel that is called The Journey. And The Journey was just recently launched. And it's operated by a woman by the name of Diane Gray. She's affiliated with the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross Foundation, and she's dealing with all grief on death and dying and helping people understand that. So you've got a channel that's honoring grief. You've got a channel for food. You've got a channel for like astrology. You've got a channel for John Edward. And it's kind of like this lifestyle platform that mm-hmm. just got launched. So that's kind of where I'm putting a lot of my attention. And then I'm, I'm touring. I'm constantly traveling and doing events. That is incredible. And it's, you know, what's funny is that people, I think maybe think it's like a straight lace, like, oh, it's like spirit is very like one lane. There are so many different avenues and veins and roots. Like I just, even right now I'm like, yeah, there would be grief. There would be like astrology. We, we know one of our really good friends is a tarot reader. Like there are so many different ways to experience it. And there we go. There it is. Perfect. Okay. So that is incredible. Um, we'll grab all of those links and stuff and we can put them in the show notes so people can uh, definitely head over there and check that out. Um, you want to start kind of from the beginning? 
Well, yeah, it's it, it's fascinating to me because um, we hear often. Uh, so we're in this space. We were very open to this space. We've gone to mediums before. We do mm-hmm. the tarot card readings. So this is something that's not. Uh, what what is tarot tarot called? The cuckoo without the woo woo. The cuckoo without the woo woo. The woo woo without the cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, the woo woo without the cuckoo. So Just we're we're intimately in in this space. We talk about it often, and as we shared with you prior to the podcast starting. We have had our own experiences in the house. We like to call them our translucent friends. Yeah, that's what we <laughs> call them. Um, however, when we talk to a lot of these people, they say that our children are very connected to spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, it feels like they are becoming less and less connected to spirit. At what point in time did you realize that it wasn't just the dark? Maybe there mm-hmm. was, maybe there was something else kind of being experienced because uh, that'd be hard to even describe to somebody. Right. So I was 15 when the reality of the worlds collided for me. So mm-hmm. as a child, I always had an interest in anything powers, anything superheroes, anything that had any type of powers, obsessed with Barbara Eden, obsessed with Bewitched, mm-hmm. loved anything Superman, like Spider-Man, like all of that, anybody that had um, any type of powers like Mm -hmm. i remember as a kid when fantasy island was on and there would be an occasional episode where mr rourke would use his powers Mm. those were always my favorite so i had a pull towards it but i just thought because like you know i was a kid like kids like superheroes like that was my my thing but at the age of 15 i had a reading that made me go back and reframe a lot of the experiences i had as a child so one of them that i always go back to elementary school walking out of the bathroom towel drying my hair and when I pulled the towel down there was a man sitting at the dining room table and he kind of like looked back like that and then he was gone and it startled me and my grandmother was watching you know her soaps and she turned over and looked at me or she called them her stories she looked over and she goes what I was like there there's a there was was a man sitting there and she looked at the chair and then she looked at me and went describe him so I said, well, he kind of looked like Uncle Jakey, but with more hair and a space between his teeth. And she goes, eh, it's your grandfather. He's just sitting here. That's his chair. I'm watching my stories. And she just, she ignored me. Like she didn't go, oh my it God. It was casual. It was really casual. <laughs> so I remember being in high school when I embarked on my journey. And I'm like, well, this isn't psychic. This is normal. Mm-hmm. And recognizing that my normal wasn't as normal normal as I thought it was. So there's a lot of reframing that I had to go back and do. Um, I remember one time I have a cousin that moved to Florida when she was 18 and we would see her a couple of times a year, if that much. And we had moved apartments in Queens, New York. We went from like a a studio apartment to a two bedroom apartment where I got my own room. I'm so excited. And I remember being in a department store and saying to my mom, we have to go home right now. We have to get Phyllis. And my mother was like, Phyllis is in Florida. And I'm like, no, 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 we have to go home. No, we have to go home right now because we need to get Phyllis. And anyway, this went on for a bit. And my mom just kind of like gave me this look like, okay. And she thought I had a poop and I didn't want to go out in public. (laughs) You call your poop Phyllis. (laughs) And she was like, she's like, okay. So she takes me back to the new apartment and she opens the door and she goes, I'll wait for you, but we're going back. You're going clothes shopping, whether you like it or not. Like that. Right. And I'm like, what? no, I'm like, we have to go get Phyllis. And she's like, Johnny, Phyllis lives in Florida. And with that, the apartment 
phone rang. And my cousin flew up to New York, but went to our old apartment. She wow. did not move, but we had the same phone number. So that was a moment where I remember my mom going, what the like, how? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those moments got reframed. And then I always remember having this like narrator kind of vibe mm-hmm. growing up. Like, I lived in the city, but we used my grandmother's address. So I would go to a Long Island school, which was closer to my mom's job. So she would say to me, if anybody asks you where you live, this is your address. Don't say you live here. You, you, you live there. And I was like, okay. And I didn't really quite grasp that, you know, like that wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was supposed to go to school like in one area. But I remember like when there would be things we would fill out in school, I would go to put the queen's address down and I would have this like other like consciousness going, mm. no, 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 not that one. And I'd be like, oh, right, right. I got to put this one down wow. as a kid. Yeah. So I remember having that when I would look back, not realizing what that was. Mm-hmm. Now I'm very clear. I, I know what that is because that's what I'm operating with using. Right. That that's I think this is kind of like a good leeway because I'm always very interested in how somebody like receives messages. So like I've heard some people, like you just said, you have like a narrator. Some people I've heard see images or um, like voices, like whatever it is. And like, is it one person or is like, can you differentiate? Like, I'm just so intrigued. I know this is probably gonna be hard to explain, but can you kind of offer some insight on that? So you guys have a a team of people that are behind the scenes that help you, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So imagine that team, in spirit. Wow. So you have that spirit team that's helping you. And by the way, everybody's got it. I don't think I'm special. Like we all have a team of energies. I do not believe that they're necessarily our loved ones and friends. I believe that they are energies that are like our team that they're assigned to us. And some of them might be with us for life. And some of them might be in and out over a period of time, but that team works with us and how you may perceive that energy that I think is going to be based upon your astrological chart. So if you look at your astrological chart, you're going to understand if you're a water sign or an air sign or a fire sign. But when somebody who's an astrologer looks at your chart, they can very clearly see how you would probably get your information. So for me personally, I could say that I see, hear, and feel energy. Whatever it is that I'm seeing, hearing, and feeling, I interpret in my frame of reference. So right before we were on here, I did a TikTok reading. And when I did this TikTok reading, I was saying to this woman, you know, your mom's showing me a sewing kit. So I went like this, a sewing kit. Now, I shouldn't have gone like this because that translated to her a sewing kit, small sewing kit. What I was really seeing was the footstool that my mom had when I was a kid that you would put your feet up on and it opened up to a sewing kit. Right. When she couldn't understand that, I go, well, let me tell you what I'm seeing. And she goes, oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, we had that. So the differentiation in how I said it Mm -hmm. was whether it was accurate or not. So it's the interpretation of what it is that you're perceiving. So, so many layers. If just to go back, just so that I can, because I was a little confused, but now I'm not. I don't think I'm confused. So I want to make sure I'm unconfused. Okay. So your <laughs> your support system that you have is that who communicates to you, or are you connecting to other people's? That. So some people who are mediums have what's called a control, and that control is kind of like the one energy that does this. Like mm-hmm. it's like the crossing garden spirit. Like, okay, you now, <laughs> now you. Um, so the famed psychic Sylvia Brown 
she had a control. I believe her name was Francine. She wrote about in her books. I don't have a control. So what I like about not having that one individual energy is I get a chance to feel the personalities of the differences of people coming in. So whatever it is that I'm, I'm getting. So if I'm doing a group, you'll see a different amount of energies and their personalities will be very, very different. So if it's one control, then it's all the same. Right. Hmm. That's like, it's so funny because you think, I mean, I, that, that's news to me. I just figured it was like, okay, you can connect with somebody who's passed, but there's just so many layers to that, that it like, that's, it's a lot. Like, I feel like that would be super <laughs> heavy to kind of navigate, especially when you first kind of start out, you're kind of like, who, what, what am I doing? Um, so that kind of brings me to my question. Like, when did you kind of first get the maybe pull to like tell somebody, maybe a stranger, um, like that you have this feeling or these emotions, like, and was it awkward? Was it like well-received? Like because, you know, because I was raised in a family that was open to this, I energetically had a lot of support. That right. Was Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from. Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Then, ironically, after I had my first reading where this woman, Lydia, said to me, the reason why I'm here today, she was at my grandma's house doing a house party and she didn't need to be doing that, but she mm -hmm. came because she wanted to meet me. And 
she said, the reason why I'm here today is to put you on your path. This is your ability. And this is why I had to come. I was 15, though she was crazy. <laughs> she was ridiculously accurate. She made me pay attention. So my skepticism towards the subject matter became very quickly a woe. When I tell people you have two options when you're a non-believer to the subject matter, you either go, you either go to the the wonder of it, like, oh my God, wow. Or you go to where I went, which was, this is a violation of my energy. I don't like the way it feels. Mm. So I went that way. So because I went that way, that propelled me to learn how nobody would ever do that to me again. Okay. So from an energy standpoint, it's like, I felt robbed. I put an alarm system in, but that level of learning is what helped me understand the process. Right. So I didn't have the reading and go, oh my God, I'm going to be a psychic. I was like, I don't like the way this felt. I don't huh. like that this woman knew this and then knew outcomes of things that logically she should not have been able to project or predict. So right now, simultaneously, I was living at my grandma's house. My grandmother's sister, she comes to stay with us for like seven weeks and she brings me something which to this date, I just think is the most random thing to give a 15 year old sophomore in high school. She gave me a, a book that's how to read playing cards <laughs> that you would get on like the grocery aisle, like when you're yeah. checking. Yeah. And, I, and I, she handed it to me and I just was like, okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And then like, I walked away and I looked at my mother, like, what the hell? Like, yeah. Yeah. Why would Aunt Louise give me this? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. But it was right at the same kind of moment. So I started learning how to like read playing cards. Yeah. And then I went, after I got done with the library, I went to a local bookstore and I'm going to use this tarot card to describe it. The shelves were like this. They had like a bend to them. Yeah. So nobody else is in the store. And the books at the time went to the occult section. So it was like the porn section at a video store was all the way in the back of the store. <laughs> and nobody else is there. And I'm standing about a, two feet away from the, you know, the shelves. And I'm just like glancing at all the titles that are there and a deck of tarot cards fell off, like literally fell off and I'm not touching it. And the manager of the store said straight face. She went, clearly you're supposed to buy those. Wow. <laughs> and I did. I did. I, and I, 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 that was my first deck of tarot cards that I, that I ever purchased. Oh my and then God. I started reading for my cousins. That was your first like experience. You're like, hey guys. Yeah, I started. Yeah, I was like, hey, can I, can I, can I practice on you? And then like my cousin Florence would say, my cousin Florence actually called me and she said, hey, are you going to be at Grandma's house on Sunday? And I went, yeah. I go, why? I go, I live here. I'm like, why? Why would you ask me? She's like, well, I want you to know if you could do my cards again. I was like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. She goes, oh, well, guess what? Everything you said happened. What? And I was like, well, Florence, I go, like, whoa, like, slow, like, hold on. And she's like, no, I'm serious. Stuff that you didn't know about, that you told me about, actually took place. So I want to know, can and can you read five of my friends? <laughs> that's how it started. Right. I see a business opportunity here. Yeah, that's wild. So, it was more like a scientific opportunity. Yeah. More like, no, I'm much, kidding. I was just being. No, no, but I'm, I'm like, <laughs> how much can I, how much can I lift? That was yeah. my, like, how much can I do? Like, how, how far can I push this? There's a movie with, um, Going back to your your uh, superpower thing, there's a movie with Bruce Willis, and there was three movies uh, where he Invincible. had superpowers. Invincible, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Had, and he's like, just put more weight on, put more weight on, put more weight on. And then he's like benching 500 pounds, and they ran out of weight. He's like, I can't stop. Like he didn't realize that he was discovering, and that's what it kind of sounds like for me. 
I'm fascinated because <clears throat> I know that there's a lot of, uh, like Brittany said, a lot of different paths to it. Now we're getting into this world of like the Marvel MC uh, multiverse kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on and It might be a weird question to ask you, but what are your thoughts on that? Because for me, I think everything happens as it is in the moment that it happens. But I can tell you when I'm driving my car, there'll be something inside of me says turn left. Mm -hmm. And I'm Strange. like, and I'll be like, why do I want to turn? Like I turning left is not the right way, but I always listen to it. And if I'm, and if I'm wrong and I'm still alive, then I'm right. And it's kind of been my, my theory on everything, but like, what, what? well, I was just going to say, remember that girl who wrote us in and she was like, my daughter said to me like, Oh, yeah. thankfully I, this girl wrote us cause we were talking about this stuff. Um, and she DM'd us and was like, you know, my daughter said to me, I stopped at this stop sign and my daughter's in the back seat, and she's like, Oh, thank God you stopped this time. And she like turned back and was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, last time we didn't, and you, we died. And she was like, <laughs> She's like last time, okay. yeah, last time you didn't stop and we died. <laughs> like, so what do you, when it comes to, when it comes to fortune telling, um, right. is that the right term for it? Readings. No, readings. Fortune telling has, has, has an old world kind mm -hmm. of a carnival barker kind of crystal ball, gypsy mm -hmm. fortune telling curtains. You've got a curse on you kind of vibe, but it's really about reading. It's really about reading energy. And I don't even like the word prediction. I like the word projection. Cause yeah. I feel like we have choice. So if I'm reading for a client and I see something that maybe is a challenge for them, I want to get as much information about that so that they can make an informed decision about whether they continue on that path or, or not. Mm -hmm. So when we were with, when we were with Tara Laurie, she often talks about the future and here's what you're, here's what you're currently experiencing. And here's some things that you can kind of do to offset that but it's less about here's what's coming your way. And it's more like, here's where you're at and here's where you're struggling. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we talk to uh, the olive reader, he's like, here's what's happened in the past. And here's what your grandfather has to say. And he thinks you're on the right path kind of thing. So for you, is it visions of the future that you're seeing? Like, what is it? I don't even know how to describe it, but like, so think about a timeline, right? Yeah. That timeline is, and we're going to say it's linear for us in the earthly kind of way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. But where we are right now, if we look down the timeline to the past, that's fixed. So mm -hmm. in a reading for me, those are moments that they'll use as validation. So I know that I'm connecting with the person and right. I know that what I'm getting is, is accurate. That makes me trust where I'm going to look forward. Okay. So I'm usually going to rely on my team when it comes to my narrators like that. I'm going to, I'm going to rely on them because mm -hmm. I trust them more and their accuracy than I would your grandfather who's passed. Right. Yes. Your grandfather is going to give me information, but what if I don't understand him and the way he communicates in the same way that mm -hmm. I understand them? Mm -hmm. So I'm always, when my mom passed in 1989, I was working at a psychic fair. And when I went to the psychic fair, one of the psychics said to me, your mom, one of your guides now. And I went, mm, I hope not. And <laughs> he legitimately was like, what? And I was like, I hope not. And he goes, can I, can I ask you like, did you not have a good relationship with your mom? She was here every week. And I was like, no, I love my mom. Yeah. It's like, but I don't want her giving me insights into my clients' lives. Yeah. She's for like a hot second. Like <laughs> I want somebody who's like, I go, his name is Jay. I'm like, Jay, I go, when I get on a plane, I go, this is the first thing I do. I walk onto the plane and I look into the cockpit. I go, and you know what I want to see? He goes, what? I go, old. I want to see old. 
<laughs> I want to see somebody who's got gray experience. hair and they look a little bit experienced. I go, and in yeah. my mind, this is their second career because they were like a military Top Gun fighter pilot. That's like, that's my image. I go, I don't want to look into the cockpit and see somebody that looks like Richie Cunningham from Happy Days. I yes. go, I want to see like Sully now. So sure. that's what I felt about my mom. Like she was like, no. That is so funny. So, so you talk about linear timelines. So what you're, this is going back to like the multiverse kind of thing. Do you feel like that's, kind of like we're in a version of a reality right now i believe that we should only focus on this current reality and mm. the reason why is because i've been doing this work for a really long time so i've been through so many different iterations of what's popular in the zeitgeist so i've been through the soulmate years i've been through the channeling the archangel years i've been through the past life regression years where people get regressed and then use their past lives as excuses as to why they don't get a job in this one. Like I've been through like so many of the things. And now what seems to be very popular due to social media is, I don't know what it is. People are sending to the next level. They're going to new earth, new world, or whatever the case may be. And what they're doing is they're conflating some of the parallel universe concepts. Here's what I can tell you. I think that if we don't focus on the life that we're living currently, and we don't focus on self-empowerment and being discerning critical thinkers about where we're at, then other people's narratives, living people, mm -hmm. other people's narratives can push us off our path if we don't have a focus. And that's physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, there was a phenomenal book that was written by the author that wrote Jonathan Livingston Siegel. His name is Richard Bach. He wrote a book called One many years ago. And I think it's probably my favorite when it talks about parallel universes and timelines of what iteration of ourselves would there be. So mm -hmm. I guess it'd be like a version of the sliding doors movie about choices and what we do. Mm -hmm. And I think it's always great to contemplate those because what if you didn't turn left? What if you did turn right? And you did that. And using that as an example, I did an event in Manhattan and I left the event and I said to um, the person that I work with, her name is Katrina. And I said, Katrina, I go, whatever you do, do not take the FDR home tonight. Don't, and the FDR highway, it's like, if you leave Manhattan, you can go to the FDR um, and take that to like a bridge to get back to Long Island, or you can mm -hmm. take the Midtown tunnel to take it back to the LAE. But either way, it's a bridge or a tunnel. So I go, whatever you do, do not get on the FDR tonight. And she went, okay. okay. So she got out before I did. She left. 15 minutes later, I don't know why I thought I was special. What did John do? John got on the FDR drive. Four hours. Oh, my God. Four hours. I sat in one spot because a New York City police officer was shot oh and they God. shut everything down. Wow. And I was sitting there going, I cannot believe you did not listen to yourself but i you, you told her not to and you think you're special like i was arguing with myself i was so annoyed <laughs> and every 15 minutes she'd be like where are you now i'm, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in bed like thanks you katrina I'm like thanks <laughs> i love that okay so That's crazy i want to know like first of all i am this might be like a very personal question you don't have to answer but have you ever but she'd like you to <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have a signal if you're like, don't yeah. do that. We'll get yeah. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's, it's not bad. But like, have you ever had um, a reading 
with somebody that you were like immediately, immediately no, like the energy was just like not good energy. And I don't mean like they're maybe closed off, but you were just like, I don't want any part of this. Like, has anything stuck with you in that sense? Because I feel like your job, this career, this path would hold so much weight, like so heavy. Like, I just feel like you're constantly like just overthinking everything and and the energy would just be like very heavy all the time. And so do you ever have like an experience that left like right away? You were like, I don't think this is going to be for me. Yes, but it's not probably in the way that you're asking it. It's because the sitter themselves has really crappy energy. Oh, okay. I don't like their energy. And that is like a very, like that affects the whole thing is the actual living person in front of you. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and I mean like whatever they're, and I could tell usually in the first few minutes of a reading really? how they respond to me. And I'll, I, I got to the point where I just go, I'm not the right person for you. Oh. And they'll be like devastated going, oh, so I wait. I'm like, you have to trust me. If you're sitting in front of me, and you came to me because you trust me. Mm-hmm. I go, then you have to trust me when I say to you, I'm not your guy. Right. And, and it's because my style of reading for someone mm-hmm. is very, very specific. I'm not a coddler. I am not a person who's going to sit there and, you know, you know, cry with you. Right. Not a therapist. I'm like, I'm going to be the person who's going to give you the information. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, it's almost confrontational because that person has to work on their grief in order to benefit from what I can actually do. So if someone is coming to me because they want me to make them feel better, Mm -hmm. not that person. If somebody is, you know, I had a British medium, his name is Robert Brown. And after he and I did a group together, we 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 were sitting in a car and he just like looked at me and I went, what? And he goes, you know, you're not for everything. (laughs) <laughs> You're not for everybody, right? And I was like, okay. He goes, oh, some people God. just need a little bit more of a, a delicate touch. And I said, well, then the universe should direct those people not to me. <laughs> yeah. You like, I love British humor. Are the other meeting that we've talked to, his name is Margie, and he is very British. And he is also like straight to the point. He literally will quite literally make fun of you in your reading and i just love him for that well i can i like that that's witty banter but he's he's saying he's like listen you know what this person i don't know this person yeah you know this person they know you they know what this means i don't know what this Mm -hmm. means so yeah fucking figure it out yeah he's like he'll flannel say to him oh okay i'm sorry he told me once because like we have a whole bunch of energies and stuff in this house and i i was always told like you know it's your it's your intention so like you set your intention and be like like, listen, I'm not here for this right now. I need you to like kind of move on. My kids are freaked out. And so I am walking around my house saying this out loud. Like, listen, you know, like, I don't know what you're doing here, but whatever. And so he's like, Brittany, like you look like a fucking idiot. Like you are, t- no one, no one cares. Like just have your intention in your heart. You don't have to say it out loud. Like you actually and look like, like such a loser. <laughs> can I just tell you that I looked like a loser yesterday because I was walking around in, in my, in my home gym. <laughs> And there was some freaky activity and I don't tolerate that. And I just yeah. was like, well, I don't know who's here. I go, but you're not supposed to. I go, out you go. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm going to tell Mark that. I'm going to be like, yeah. John Edwards does it. So like I did it. Screw you, Mark. <laughs> uh, quick question for you. With respect to your tone and your approach, you had a infamously famous uh, show, so Crossing good. Over. Everybody loved it. 
Now you're talking to a crowd of thousands of people and you're on a production show. Mm -hmm. You probably had to tone it down. What was... No, you didn't. Mm. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is you don't have to stink. <laughs> just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. I don't remember you being mean on that show. My grandmother loves you. No, but I don't no, think it was mean. mean. Yeah. No, but like the LA Times said that I was like a New York City cab driver that happened to be psychic. <laughs> that I wasn't I wasn't warm and fuzzy. And I remember my feelings will hurt. And I made my wife read the article and I was like, right? And she looked at me and I just remember she like looked at it and then she read it and she went, yeah. have you ever watched yourself? <laughs> and I was like, I'm warm and fuzzy. She's like, no, you're not. You're like Judge Judy and you happen to be psychic, you know? So <laughs> I, I embrace it now. I own it. Like, you know, right. and after the, after the pandemic was allowed and we were able to do events again, my daughter, my daughter, she came to one of the events and after I was done, we got in the car and she went, so here's what I learned about my dad tonight. Oh my and I looked at her, she's very witty and she's very funny. And I said, um, what is that? And she goes, you're like the Gordon Ramsay of psychics. Oh, yes. So I laughed and I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't curse that much. Then she goes, it's implied. Yeah. <laughs> it's See, in it's the funny. Silence. That was not my, that was not my experience of you I at actually all. agree with that. Like I would never think back and be like, oh, he was harsh. But maybe I do we're remember- just twisted. Maybe we just have that yeah. same way of dealing with people. <laughs> yeah, That's how maybe. we communicate too. No, but I do remember just in you a were Canadian voice. to the point. Yeah. We'd be yeah. like, eh, sorry. Well, I, yeah, I, sorry. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't mean, but I would yeah. call people out. Like I won't let somebody get in the way of somebody mm. else's experience. So if I'm mm. actually reading for someone and they're being like, no, 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 right. no, that's that's a if that's a private reading, we're done. And if that's in front of people, then I have to now, if I'm if I'm locked into that person's family, I can't let that person get in the way of everybody else's experience. Right. So usually what I do is I call them out on it. I just said to Michael, like, oh, whatever your issues are right now, you need to put aside because this is happening yeah. and my brain is like a runway. And if there's a plane on the runway, nothing else can take off and nothing else can land. Mm -hmm. So you and I have to work together right now to get this plane mm -hmm. to the gate. And I want to get off the tarmac. <laughs> yeah, we have to get we have to get off the runway. Like this is this can't happen. Um, but I've had I've had heated exchanges with people like yeah. where you know where that we have to have like a breakthrough moment of them getting it, and then even when they get it, like they'll get the information, but they'll be annoyed at me now. Right. Which is fine. Like that. That's okay. 
because the message got across. Mm -hmm. But like, that's when people don't work on their grief. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, if you don't honor what you're feeling and you only honor what you fear, then that's, that's important. Now that's like a very small percentage of the time. Most of the time it's a fun banter. It's a, it's validation, but I'm very clear on a a lot of things. My job is to give information, not emotion. And I don't like watching mediums give a performance Mm -hmm. of the information. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's important how the client feels about you because you're an, you're an, you're a non-issue. The medium is a non-issue. The information is what's important. So for me, I think information, not emotion, it's got to be delivered in a, uh, almost to me in my surgical approach, rather just going to say, it reminds me of a doctor, like you're dying. So rather (laughs) than a performance, and I don't like when I see mediums give information in a performative way. Because usually what happens is they make the client cry. They yeah. make feel a certain way. And any medium can do that. Like if I take the information that I get and I dress it up in a certain way, I'm going to have an audience full of tears. Mm-hmm. But that to me feels manipulative. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I, that's the medium. And nobody should ever walk up to someone and ambush them with information. Right. There should never be like, I'm going to come over here and give you information on the street or aisle five of the, you know, the supermarket. Because sure. you don't know where that person is on their journey of grief. So it could do more damage than good. That's so insightful. That I, that really is. Yeah, I remember getting a reading and uh, a message came through to me to bring to somebody else. And I am not equipped for that conversation. So having a conversation with someone who didn't ask to have the conversation about a subject matter that they may or may not believe in or, or believe right. to be true, it didn't go well for me, I'll tell you that much. They were not ready to receive that mm-hmm. information. And I was just like yourself, I was just the intermediate between the two say, hey, listen, right. I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but this is what I was told to tell you. Mm-hmm. And they were not ready for that information. And so usually, usually what I tell people is I've had that happen a lot in readings where somebody's got to pass a message on. And I always say what we want to do is plant a seed of uh, plant a seed in the garden of them and how that seed grows is up to them, not you. And they go, well, how do you do that? I go, well, you don't go, oh my God, I got a message from your son. Mm-hmm. You, do is, you would say, I had the strangest experience. And the person goes, well, what kind of experience? Well, I don't know how you feel about the subject matter. And I'm not really sure how I feel about the subject matter, mm-hmm. but I had this experience. And then you give something that's objectively for them, it has no meaning. And you have them kind of hear it through you. Right. You watch their reaction and be like, you know, that's BS, that's crazy, that's this, or, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Either way, you have them listening. And then you would just say to them, and ironically, they gave me information for a friend. I'm not sure if it's for you or if it's my other buddy, but so now you're not putting it on them. Right. It out there when you go. And if they resonate with that, they're going to go, wait, that does make sense for me. Mm-hmm. And now they're hearing it differently. Um, and then some people, literally, I had a at a private reading where a woman was sitting in front of me, her daughter had passed and her daughter said, dad's in the car. I said, is your husband with you? And she went, he is. I go, why don't we bring him in? And she goes, I, I don't think that's a good idea. And there was a huge issue in the marriage. There was a huge issue about the wife actually being there, but she was on my waiting list and she came and he, it was just a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, the daughter's asking for him. I said, I think it's going to be better for you if he hears it from me and not from you. And the reason why I wanted that to happen that way was because if the wife did it, 
then it's going to put a further wedge between them and their relationship right. because she, she got something from the daughter that he did not. Mm-hmm. And if he heard it from me, then they're hearing it together at the, at the same time. I said, so why don't you go get him? And she said, I don't think that's a good idea. And I said, here's the deal. Either I'm going to go out and get him. I said, you go out and get him. I go, but either way, his ass is going to be on my couch. I go, so how's this going to go? So she went out and got him and he legitimately came in, sat on the couch. If you were me like this. Oh my gosh. And all he did was like total stare at his wife. Wow. Like not only was I dragged here, now yeah. I'm here. So now I'm just going to like power. make it super uncomfortable. And wow. he listened. Yeah. And I planted in his garden. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the sound bit. I planted right in before. his garden. Farmer John. I am so, I feel like everybody on this planet has a core competency, something that is their superpower, but not a lot of superpowers are known or seen or, or amplified to the level of yours. But I always think of like Robin Williams because when Robin Williams passed, there was a ton of, of stuff that came out about him and he really struggled with his gift of making people laugh. He didn't know who he was unless he was making people laugh and it became almost an addiction to him. But everybody around Robin Williams just expected Robin Williams to be funny Robin Williams mm-hmm. as opposed to Robin Williams. Even being on this podcast, having a conversation, the three of us are just regular human beings, and yet we're talking about your profession. Mm-hmm. We're talking about your gift. Do you ever get to turn it off? Yeah. Every Everybody that does this work professionally should know that you have to have the ability to turn it off. And when, you, when I say turn it off, that doesn't mean that I'm no longer psychic. It doesn't mean that I don't know what I know or I can't do what I can do. It just means that I'm not in the active moment of doing it, right? right? And somebody once said to me at one of my events and she said, no, no, I'm just I'm just so open all the time and so intuitive that they're constantly coming to me. And I said, so you're psychically incontinent is what I'm hearing. Like you're just peeing all over people everywhere. <laughs> and the entire audience was like, oh my God. And the woman like looked at me, I go, that's what you're doing. Nobody's asking for it and you're doing it. I said, so. Stop. And she clearly did not like the analogy, but I wanted it to be something that everybody else in the room, because I couldn't help her. Yeah. I wanted everybody else in the room to go, oh yeah, that's not, it's not okay. Right. Another, you know, another analogy is if you don't, if you keep using your cell phone and you don't recharge it, then the cell phone's going to be of no use for you. Mm-hmm. So I learned, so I was doing, I was doing this work 15 years before crossing over and I had always paced myself. But when I hit crossing over, I hit a mm-hmm. new level of challenge because I thought I could do the show and I could still see my clients and do everything mm-hmm. else I was doing. And I learned that I couldn't because I got sick. I got physically sick mm-hmm. and I went to the doctor and they prescribed me antibiotics and I just didn't get better. And then I got sicker and sicker. And then it got to the point where I said to my doctor, I was like, you need to give me something else. I go, this it's not going away. And he literally looked at me, he goes, John, you just need to lie down. Like you, you need to heal. Um, and that's when I recognized I needed to make shifts. So I will never get that level of sick again because mm-hmm. it happened once. It never needs to happen again. And I need to make sure that energetically I would pace myself. So I have a lot of boundaries and I think it's important for people to hear that, that if mm-hmm. you're doing the work, and by the way, in your lives, 
you guys, as a listener, you should have boundaries in your lives. Mm -hmm. And people that you're close to are the ones you need to have the boundaries with the most because they're going to be the ones who are going to expect more from you. They're going to be the ones who are going to say, well, you know, I, I, I understand that you've got kids and you've got a job and you've got this, but I need you. Mm -hmm. And because I need you, you should drop everything and come save me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important if you start establishing healthy verbal boundaries with people, then you say, you find a way to say no, because no is really important. You find a way to say no and not feel bad mm -hmm. because you're now establishing, Hey, I'm creating the boundary. If you're stepping over that boundary, that's a you thing, not a me thing. So you can't make me feel bad. Mm -hmm. So that's how I established my career. I literally said, um, there's too, too many people. Like there was just, everybody's got a story and everybody's got lost and not one person's loss is more significant than another. So I have to like leave it up to the universe. So right. I would open my phone lines once a month for two hours. Whoever got through got on my list for the next month. And then that's how I would see clients. Whoever got through, I would then see. So I always feel like whoever's supposed to get the message is going to get the message. Right. If I'm at an event, whoever's supposed to get read is going to get read. But they're all they're all supposed to happen. Right. But it's me like one person's loss is more significant than the other. Right. Wow. I, we just talked about boundaries. And we like, found you and we ended up running into you on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to write him because I have to. Um, yeah. So, okay. Can we, like, before we wrap this up, can you give us your maybe like not like a read because we don't want a reading but do you have any like suggestions of of energy because like ryan's like briefly said and our listeners know we have a lot happening in our house and i fully believe that they have followed my husband and my children they know that i don't handle it very well i'm freaking out and talking to myself in the house um but like do you have any suggestions or insight on like where we can go moving forward because typically uh, like I'm never scared if that makes sense. Like I don't feel bad energy in this house. There are definitely things where we're like, huh, that's odd. Um, because we have a lot of childlike activity and I don't know if that's a thing, but that's definitely the energy we feel is children in the house, uh, which is a, a very different experience. Like having something that you don't understand being a childlike energy versus an adult. For me, it's, it's, it's scarier, but also not. So yeah, I just, I would love your insight on us, like what's happening with us, if you have any. So I, I'm going to make it about you, but about your listeners simultaneously. So yes. if anybody has any type of activity in, in their homes, my immediate instinct is always to clean it and release it, right? Okay. Because that that comes of the highest good and love will stay. That that is a low vibration and shouldn't be, bye-bye. Right. Mm -hmm. so you could smudge your house, but I also think cleaning your house, keeping it organized, decluttering, as well as creating healthy energy in the in the home sets your affirmations and your intentions. Right. So all of this that you're seeing behind me happens, whether I'm on this or not, because mm -hmm. this creates a vibe and it creates an energy. Mm -hmm. So the way I come out of healthcare, so the way that you would work with a patient where you would gown up and mask to go in when you're done, you take all of that off. Right. I do that when I'm reading. So I kind of follow universal precautions in my home life and my everyday life in the same way that you would if you're working in healthcare. Mm -hmm. So I think following those same energetic boundary precautions is important. So smudging and cleaning your house is number one. Setting your intentions, whether to yourself or out loud, like that of the highest good can stay, that that is not, must leave. The cool part is it must leave because mm -hmm. you're making that intention. Now, 
if it doesn't, it's because energetically you're still attached to it from okay. the sense, the sense of ego, the ego sense will keep things. Okay. So I think it's important to make sure that you can fully release something. Um, but I, I don't feel anything negative. I was, I was talking earlier and I don't really feel like there's anything that would be detrimental or, or negative. Mm-hmm. I, I am of, like I said, I just had it happen yesterday where I was like, mm, I don't like this. We mm-hmm. just had like a new piece of equipment put into the gym and I wasn't sure if whoever put it together brought a friend and they left mm-hmm. it behind or whatever it was, but it wasn't staying. I was like, out you go. Cause it was freaky. It was like something that was like a, for me in my world, it was like a break in the force. I was like, whoa, right. like, I don't like this. Like and the actual piece of equipment, you were like, you got to go? No, something came with the equipment. No, no but I had a very weird experience yesterday that I haven't had something like this happen to me in years. years. Or something moved, something moved that right. should not. And I right. watched it happen. And I was like, huh. okay. And I'm mystological. Like I'm the person that when people tell me these stories, I go to the place of, oh, it's probably this or it's probably mm-hmm. that. Probably this or it's probably that. And then I was like, all right, we'll do it again. And then it happened again. And then I went, okay, Give me. time to break out the, we're going to sage. We're going to set the intentions. We're going to do all the stuff that I do before reading. And right. I, I didn't, I didn't like the feeling innocuous, by the way, nothing evil, nothing, whatever. Yes. But like, I wouldn't want to come home and find a stranger sitting in my house. Sure. So why would <laughs> I want, I, yeah, it's yeah, like, a really good way of looking at it. Like, why would I, why would I allow like an, an invisible one? Yeah, I find it fascinating, and I know I know that we're pressed for time here. But we, when we had our last experience, Brittany and I were not in the same room, and both heard the same thing. It was a voice. Yeah, it was wild. Both heard the same thing. So for me, it's like if I'm connected, that makes sense. If I hear it and nobody else hears it, I've, I'm I'm good. But if both of us are hearing it, I'm thinking, what on earth could that possibly have been? It, but in the same sense, like. It's, it's a validation. Like I'm like, okay. Cause you know how sometimes you like gaslight yourself and you're like, well, did that? Like, I'm very, also very logical in that sense where Ryan, I think it happens to, he's more open, I guess, to that than I am. So I'm usually like, no, it was probably this, 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 and this. And then when I'm like, okay, Ryan had the same experience as me. I'm like, okay, that validates that I'm not losing right. it. <laughs> so validation is key. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the, that's the thing that a reading for me hinges on. It hinges on the validation of what's coming through. And that's why when people say like, you know, can you connect with great, great, great people that have passed like great, great aunts? I'm like, I could, mm-hmm. but if they can't validate that person, then that information is going to fall in deaf ears. Like, there's no way of, of, of knowing that. Um, I would leave you guys with this. I think it's important for everybody to know their astrological chart. So the way that you would literally have like, you know, your blood work done to see how your body is. I think having your chart done is important, not just to know who you are, but like where you're currently at right now, specifically from a, what is the lesson I'm supposed to be learning in this moment? This way you could look at it. And if anybody that's listening is dealing with a challenge where you're like, oh my God, like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm at a dead end here. I need some help. Like anybody up there, my team, grandma, Mm -hmm. anybody got something. You definitely need an astrological reading more than a mediumship reading because a mediumship reading is going to make you go, oh my God, I'm not alone. They're still with me and they see what's going on, but they might not give you tools to fix that. Whereas astrologer is going to say, looking at the transits, looking at what's happening, understanding your chart here's the lesson you're supposed to be learning. Once you know what the lesson is, it takes the pressure off. Mm. So that's that's number one. Um, and you can also look at your numerology. You can look and see what kind of a personal year you're in. And every year your personal year changes. 
So it's like being in a room in a house. So if somebody's in a, in a one year, we know that they're starting new beginnings. But if somebody's in a nine year, we know that they're in a year of endings and letting go. So when you look at that, now, planes. You're, now you're starting to, yeah, you're starting to get an understanding <laughs> of what I'm, where, where, where you're currently at. So that's what I would say. And then protecting your energy, right. I think is really, really important. And again, I will repeat, sometimes we have to protect our energy from the people we're the closest to. So if you have that friend, if you have that relative, and the phone rings and you look at it and you have that moment, you know you have it, mm. where you're like, I'm gonna let it ring one or two more times before I hit decline so they don't know that I declined it right away. Then you know that you have a boundary issue already because that person's gonna be sucking the life force out of you with whatever their issue is for the 17th time where they just need somebody to talk to about it. But then they're gonna feel good, but you're gonna be drained when you're right. done. So boundaries. It's hitting home. It's like you do this for a living or something. <laughs> I've had a little experience. Just, just a little. A little Thank bit. you so much, Sean. That was like, honestly, so, so insightful. So much more than I thought it was going to be. And we just really appreciate your time today. You I know you're a busy dude. Thank you for doing what you do. Honest um, to God. Thank you for doing I, what you do. You got a gift and you chose to, to pursue it. Many people would not have. Uh, it's a lot. I know it's a lot. It takes a toll on you. Um, and the fact that you're still doing it, thank you very much for doing that. Appreciate thank you for it. saying that. I accept. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Well, will you have yourself a wonderful evening. Thank and, you. Thank uh, you. All right. Hopefully I'll get a chance to see you guys in person. And oh, nice awesome. I love it. Come Great. to Toronto. See you Absolutely. later. All right. Come to Toronto. <laughs> Bye. Take care. everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. 